right, and we're back for another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming to you right from Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, thanking you once again for listening to all of our great programs. But on this week's show, he's back once again after a week absence, after I was trying to track him down and we we're trying to get the time settled. And he said, I'll be, he's, I'll be there. And I said, sure, okay. And then he's, you know, disappeared like a ghost. And I had to go searching for him. And I saw his face on some milk cartons and all that. <laughs> so I was like, okay, have you seen him? He is one of the three great guys from Voice from the Underground. You got to hear his awesome podcast today where he and Jason Dutch, who hosted with me last night on Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and also a great guy indeed, Big Haas, all three of these guys go ahead and they just go and hit the round table full of a lot of great subjects, including politics, pop culture, news, whatever current events are going on. And you know what? You get Jason Dutch on a, on a rant and he'll get on that soapbox and just start talking away for you. But if you want really good conversation between these guys, tell you what it's all worth it it is voice from the underground the podcast and it is a good man indeed with me now from the vfu it is tj johnson welcome back my friend i found you man off the milk carton (laughs) said have you seen this person he has now been found and located so you know i i can send the word out to cnn that he has been found (laughs) you know i I made my return to vfu the other night too so it's, it's been a good week it's been a good week costco's costco's eased off a little bit so i can uh I can come out and do some other stuff. There you go. Well, I don't know if that's good for you or not good for you, because not only did you have to see Jason Dutch, but you have to see me on top of it. So I don't know if that's a good thing back to back. It's it's all good, brother. I'm just glad to be a part of it. All right. Well, fair enough indeed. But I know you're a happy man right now when it comes to the Lakers, because the Lakers have just been in cruise control, winning right and left. They're at a sparkling 12-2 and two at the top of the NBA record as we speak right now. I mean, they have the best record in the NBA, and that's great to see. Their defense, a little bit sliding in the past couple games, which is of slight concern to a lot of people out there. I know AD, after the win yesterday against Oklahoma City, had said, you know what, we just weren't focused at all on the defensive end. We just thought we could get by. And fortunately, they did. We're, we're, they were just able to get by on talent alone, but it sets a precedent for the future going forward as the games get tougher in early December and going forward after that. What are your thoughts about how the team is doing now and your concerns going forward with the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, you know, it's kind of like we talked about a couple of weeks ago um, in regards to just hoping that they're not peaking so early. Um, they start off the season, obviously, on a loss with with uh, what's that? There's a team, another team in L.A. Oh, the Clippers start off the season with the loss to the Clippers. Then since then, they've played phenomenal basketball. You had that blip of a game against the Toronto Raptors, which I, I still don't understand how that happened. But again, it's water under the bridge. It is what it is. It happened. So I think they've been playing phenomenal basketball. Obviously, as you mentioned, uh, as you alluded to earlier, defense has taken a bit of a, a bit of a dip the last couple of games. Uh, I think they were ranked pretty high defensive ratings uh, for the league. Um, prior to the last couple of games, I think they were in the top five. Uh, I think they might even been in the top three for defensive uh, for defensive efficiency. But saying that to say, last couple of games, as AD mentioned, the focus just wasn't there. However, however, there's still plenty of time to right that ship. It's still a long season. We're only an eighth of the or you know what is it a ten percent eight whatever the percentage is away from the season. We got a lot to go. Still plenty of basketball to be played. 
What I will say that I'm extremely excited about is I'm excited to see Kuzma playing the type of basketball he's been playing back from injury. Uh, he's been playing. But now he's injured again. He I had know. his eye ripped out yes. almost out of his head. Yes. Almost like made him a, you know, like a gargoyle or, you know, like a cyclops with one eye because he had the one eye almost popping out on there. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a, it was a pretty gnarly thing to see, but he was playing so well up to that. Now I, I was getting to that, but he was playing so well up to that point. So it was really encouraging to see that uh, playing just phenomenal basketball. But yes, obviously now the injury bug has hit him once again. I just hope he doesn't turn into one of those players that just can't stay on the court. You know, like a little bit of the concern was with Anthony Davis before he came over to Los Angeles, just kind of staying injured, not being able to, not being able to play a full season. He's still obviously battling his shoulder thing now, but he's he's playing a little bit more frequently. He's fighting through it, so I can appreciate him for that. What I'm really impressed about, and you and I kind of talked about a little bit before we started the podcast, I'm extremely impressed with LeBron James, and here's why: we're talking about year 17 in the league. 35 years of age this uh, next month, he'll be 35, putting up phenomenal numbers, uh, leading the league in assists at 11.1 or 11.2 right now as of this moment, I think, playing phenomenal basketball. Now, you and I both knew that he played well. We, you know, we talked about he was going to be playing well and he was going to be taking a backseat to Anthony Davis, which I think he really tried to do for the most part at the beginning of the season. But I think the truth is he, he's the king for a reason. He's playing some inspired basketball. I think last season was a bit of a ego shot. You know, he misses most games, most games he's ever missed in his career last season. People were saying, you know, he's hashtag washed king, right? He was washed up. He was on his decline. You know, his demise was a bit premature as far as I'm concerned because he's coming back this season with a vengeance. Uh, he's playing phenomenal basketball. Like I said, he's looking like midseason LeBron uh, at the beginning of the season, which is 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 exciting but could possibly be concerning because again at age 35 to be you might as well just say he's 35 at age 35 you're playing real hard real early you know i know we don't like the idea of load management and hearing that terminology uh makes old timers uh cringe but the truth is this it's the way the game is going nowadays people are worried about load management and not beating up these players and unfortunately he is peaking now. He's he's playing phenomenal basketball, but we're going to have to start looking at possibly reining him in just a little bit if we want to have him fresh and ready to go for the end of the season. I know LeBron wants to play all games. He wants to play all 82 games if possible. And I, the purist in me wants him to. The purist in me who's a, who's a diehard Kobe fan, who's, Kobe didn't take games off, I want him to as well. The realist in me, says yeah but that's kind of the way the league is going now letting these players rest especially to kind of preserve their bodies so i'm at a weird crossroad i'm i'm happy about my lakers i'm excited about my lakers i'm still concerned we still need to get some consistent scoring especially with kuzma going out with another injury uh defensively we need to get some things back online and again there are some teams out there who are who are scary so i'm still i'm still optimistic to pretend like we don't have some issues we still need to shore up would be would be uh, asinine for us to do. Absolutely, because there's some issues, especially on the back end of the bench there. The last four players are, to me, or, I mean, they're hit and miss, uh, starting with Rondo. You know, Rondo, you know, I know it's a perpetual issue, both you and Laker Tom also uh, kid me about this, but I see the weaknesses there. And I told him, I observed his past couple games, and 
his rotations on defense are absolutely awful. He doesn't even want to try on defense. He he's the guy. He is that guy at the YMCA who will, who will, he'll guard the guy on the back court. Then the back court will pass the ball and go cut. And instead of going with him and fighting through the screens or anything like that, he will just go ahead and stop right there and let him go and just point to the other guys. Hey, get my guy over there. I'll get yours. I'll get yours. Yeah, yeah I'll just point to there. And then, uh, you know, the other guy <laughs> will go switcher. all the way he's around. Yeah, the, yeah, he's a switcher. And you, the thing is, it's not a sw- switching defense. It's not like last year with Luke Walton. Right. <laughs> Vogel doesn't want to switch. Yeah. And that's that's the issue. Then it makes other people like Kuzma look bad because I saw it twice where where the the guard he loops around, he goes through all the screens, he gets the ball, and then you know Kuzma is now put in a position where he has to guard two people, and he ends up taking the shot over Kuzma, which is not fair to him. And you know his offense up until the last game was pretty good, uh, hitting shots well, three pointers been working for the most part. Last game was hopefully just a blip because he didn't shoot very well in the last game. But yes, in a series or we're in a playoffs where where everything is micromanaged and, and magnified out so much, that could be an issue, potential issue right there. Then you have Cook, who is supposed to be a great shooter. I, I know he has that great shooter still within him, but we're not seeing it as of yet. So that's why he can't consistently stay on the court because I personally – I would like to see him, even though he has defenses, defensive deficiencies, would like to see him above uh, Rajon Rondo in the lineup, but we're not going to see that. At least it's not when he's hitting. Troy Daniels, he's a shooter, and when you can't shoot, you got to go ahead and sit on the bench because he, he's not also a good defender. And it just it seems like the last three or four spots on the rotation are kind of iffy. And that, to me, is going to be an issue because we talked about it again before the show and before the program. There are teams like the Clippers, like yeah. Denver, which have loaded lineups, which can't even get people like, for instance, you know, in, in this in Denver, Michael Porter Jr., who easily, if he had been on another team, could be one, one of the rookies of the year right now. Mm-hmm. And you know, but now he can't even get off the bench in Denver. And you have the situation in Los Angeles where there's effective players at the 10th, 11th, and even 12th spot that can't even get off the bench because the Clippers are so loaded. Right. And that, to me, is going to be an issue. So so I'm, I'm worried about how they're going to be able to go ahead and take care of the roster going forward. Because, yes, I, I'm sure you're, as Laker Tom and everybody else out there in Lakerland is hoping, you know, Iguodala, getting him on a buyout would be awesome. And, and, you know, that, that hopefully will come to, to, to fruition at some point in time. But you still have more candidates out there that you either need to trade or buy out for and to help bolster that roster because especially if you get injuries like Avery Bradley, he's out for two, three weeks right now. I mean, fortunately, KCP has been playing well. And that's great news for the Lakers. How long is that going to last? Because you know he's such an up and down. He's a roller coaster ride. Yes, so how long is that going to be? He's not that consistent. He's never been that consistent. That's that's the problem, at least in his Laker career. And I think actually he's been very even when he was with Detroit, he was always very up and down. Mm-hmm. So you know that that seems to be something of a concern as well. If I were the Lakers, Alex Caruso. Not hitting the shot like he did last year, but he is playing outstanding defense. So I think a lot of people are very happy with that. 
And yes, they love the, you know, every now and a while, <laughs> Alex Caruso posterized jam that, that he has a tendency to do, which is, which is great. But everybody seems to be in awe and shocked about it. But that's only two points in the whole scheme of things. So right. to me, I'm still worried about the, you know, the, the, the pieces and if they're going to be able to continue to fit going forward. Kuzma's health, you talked about it there. So there's some issues still that with the Lakers that they need to address going forward. And in this next month, especially when the games get harder and harder, we'll see just exactly how far it goes. And you're right. There has to be some consideration with LeBron, especially, you know, the age comes in. And with the AD, his his injuries, these little nicks and things that happen every, you know, to him every seemingly almost every other game. He played outstanding against Oklahoma City. But for how long are you going to get it before his shoulders start turning again or gets hit in the ribs again or what have you? So. I'm very concerned as far as for the future for the Lakers when it concerns the actual whole roster. I know Laker Tom was very pleased with what they could get with with you know not getting Kawhi and whatever they could get their hands on as far as free agents at, in the last minute. And they did a formidable job as best they could. I'll give Rob Palenka props on that. But going forward, it's going to be tough to go ahead and keep – I, I want to say this, keep at the level that you're at, especially as the schedule gets tougher and as your roster issues become more and more apparent. Yeah. And and as you mentioned, those those aren't just like small, you know, oh, I know this little thing. Those are glaring problems. And as the season progresses and as muscle fatigue and as overall fatigue just starts to set in, that concern level goes up for me because again, if they don't show up those defense, if they don't show up those deficiencies, if they don't show up those last three, four roster positions, as far as getting people there who are going to play legitimate sound defense. And, you know, I have to say, I'm starting to kind of see a little bit of your uh, trepidation when it comes to Rajon Rondo, especially as you mentioned on the defensive end, he's just not, he's not there. He, he is that guy at the YMCA. Uh, and that hoping. guy irritates a team. That That's what problem. <laughs> I mean, that guy continues to play He's that loud. kind of defense. Yeah. The other four individuals on that, that <laughs> floor are going to be ticked off at him. I yes. mean, if you're on the floor and you're playing like that and you constantly had to guard your man and his man, that's going to make you angry in a very short period of time. Absolutely. I think I just I'm hoping that playoff Rodgers does still show up. I'm hoping that this is just regular season, Rondo, that we've all been accustomed to. And unfortunately, the regular season is longer than the playoffs. So this is what we are used to seeing. So this is what we kind of attribute him with, hoping that playoff Rondo really comes through and shines out. But, you know, I, I don't know that to be the case. You did mention that there were some teams that could be potential problems for the Los Angeles Lakers. I would completely agree with that. Problem number 1A would be the Los Angeles Clippers. I know Laker fans don't want to hear that. I know we don't like the idea that the Clippers are as deep as they are, are as as good as they are. I get it. I do. I'm a Lakers diehard through and through. It does not change the fact that right now these guys are at 9-5. and And yes, they've lost more games than the Lakers. They've also... Didn't have Kawhi for quite a few uh, for a few games already this season. They just got Paul George back, and they are still a very very they're they're a very very dangerous team. And you know, like we mentioned earlier, they're not really concerned about first place, second place, third place. This is getting the playoffs, 
And once we're in the playoffs, we can really bang with anybody. And that's just in the West. We're just talking about the Western Conference. I still think I know the the power rankings came out. And the Lakers are ranked number one right now in the in the power in the NBA or it was the ESPN's power rankings. They're ranked number one. I get that. For my money, I think that we really need to be worried about looking at the Celtics too. Celtics are playing very inspired basketball right now. So the Celtics are right there too. And you got these guys playing very, very inspired basketball, missing Kyrie Irving now. He he's gone and that whole stigma of Kyrie Irving is gone as well. And now they're back to playing Boston basketball. Those guys are going to be very, very dangerous uh coming out the East. Um obviously you still have Antetokounmpo doing his thing in Milwaukee. So there are a lot of teams that are really making some noise. You seem to still have felt what you felt about the Phoenix Suns. I just can't. I can't. Well, they're can't. they're starting to come back to earth. Yeah. They're starting to come back to earth. They're I only seven and six right now. I, I think you're happened. more at this point in time. Your prognostication <laughs> is looking a little bit better than mine at this point in time. But you know what? Seven and six. Great job by Monty Williams because we all thought they were going to be trash coming into the season. Absolutely. Um, I'm also even still looking at the Timberwolves. Andrew Wiggins is playing very, very, very inspired basketball. I think people were so low on Andrew Wiggins uh, for the last couple of years because you just hadn't seen any growth. You hadn't seen any elevation in this game. And to still demand the money that he demanded in the, in the offseason a couple seasons ago, to not see that growth was a little bit of a, I don't want to say a slap in the face, but it's a little jarring. You know, they invested quite a bit of money into you. They want to be able to see some type of return. They're currently sitting at eighth in the West right now at eight and seven. So, there are teams that have stronger roster positions that right now aren't as high in the standings as the Lakers are, but the Lakers are playing like they have a point to prove and everybody else is just playing to stay in, in the playoff hunt. They're not, I don't think the people are playing, like I said, the Clippers, they're not playing to be number one, number two, number three. They just want to stay in the playoffs because once they're in the playoffs, they figure they can beat you rather than at home or rather they're at your home. They don't have a problem with it. And I want the Lakers, I want, our team to have that same dog right now they have a chip on their shoulder lebron has a chip on his shoulder anthony davis they're playing inspired basketball but i just i see the lakers games and it's just me being honest with you i see the lakers games and i don't see that that grit that i happen to see if i watch a clippers game um i've got the nba league pass so i kind of bounce back and forth now uh, so when i see clippers games i see a a grit. Now I know that they have players that are kind of gritty. You know, I would see a Patrick Beverly's as much as I don't like the guy. He's somebody that you want on your team. They have this je ne sais quoi, if you will. They have this ability to really dig deep and 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 fight. And I'm not saying that my Lakers don't. Let me be very, very clear. But the it just feels different. It feels like the Clippers are just a little grittier right now. Uh they're they're just they're playing different kind of basketball. And my concern is that I want to be able to feel that way about the Lakers, too. I want to be able to feel that same level of excitement about these guys on the defensive end. Not that they can, because, again, we've talked about how their defense, defensive ratings are actually really good this year. It just doesn't change the fact that I don't get that same feeling watching the Lakers versus watching the Clippers. Um, that I don't fear the Lakers defense the way I fear the Clippers defense when they're all locked in, if that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense, but... It's concerning to me as a Lakers fan that I want to be able to feel the same way about my Lakers that I do about these Clippers. These Clippers are going to be dangerous, and they're going to be a problem. They really are. Yeah, exactly. And we just can't discard them because they're, what, 8-5 and five or, or mm-hmm. you know. I think they're just going to do the motions. I think yeah. they're going to show everybody every now and then, as they did when they won by 50 against Atlanta, 
or you know when they face the good teams that they're going to go ahead and play well against them but i think they're a team that during the course of the season is going to have several focus lapses and they're just going to be cruising i mean we saw this with some of the lakers championships years with kobe and Shaq, where they were just putting on cruise control win 47 to 52 games and just say you know what it's the playoff time we're going to go ahead and win now that's what i'm concerned about with the clippers that all they care about is just getting anywhere from first to fifth, getting in and getting being healthy for the playoff run. Because when you have four 20 point scores that they do, mm-hmm. you know, both off the bench and two starters, all of them who work with each other, all of them don't mind playing hero ball in any point of time, but also all four of them like playing team ball as well, mm-hmm. which is a thing. They don't have large egos where they have to have the ball. Like like we see in Brooklyn where Kyrie Irving, when he's healthy, has to take the last shot every single time. And you see the effectiveness of that, which is one for, I think, eight, I think, so far this year or something like that, and game-winning shots. I mean, you see that that he has to be the hero. I mean, when it concerns the Clippers, you see that effort, that team, you see that focus. Then you have players like Landry Shamit, you have Ivica Subots, you have other players that help in the mix that make it a very formal team. So, you know, Lakers fans, we could be saying that, hey, you know, these guys right here are talking so much great. They must be praising the Clippers, whatnot. But I'm just telling you what I see on paper. Exactly. I'm just telling you what I see right now, what I'm observing course of the season. I think they're on cruise control already. They've got load management on their mind. And while that's a great thing for the overall season and for the Lakers when it concerns the overall regular season so that they can put some distance on them, I don't think that's of any or little concern to the Los Angeles Clippers. They just want to get in the playoffs healthy, and I think that's all that matters to them. I completely agree with you. And it makes me wonder, again, we talked about this at the very beginning of this season. What are we playing for this year? Are we playing to put fans in a seat? Are we playing to bring revenue back into the Los Angeles Lakers? Are we playing to entertain? Or are we playing for a championship? Are we playing for that end game? Do we have the end game in mind? Are we are we being are we being Tony Stark or are we being Doctor Strange right now? What are we looking at? Because if we're thinking end game, then we do need to think about things like load management. We do need to think about things like shutting down Anthony Davis and allowing him to heal versus continuing to allow him to play through an injury. This is not the era where players did that type of stuff anymore. Unfortunately, we're, we're not there. That type of stuff ended with Kobe. And I think Vince is probably one of the last ones left who's from that bygone era. So that's not the way they're playing the game now. Uh, we do need to consider you know, shutting some people down. And as much as I want to see Anthony Davis continue to thrive and continue to play very, very well, we know he can play well. We know he can turn it on when he needs to turn it on. They've gotten themselves into a rhythm. So I think they need to really start looking at playing the long game. Okay, we see what we can do when we're healthy. We see what we can do when we have all the players uh, playing. Dwight Howard is playing inspired basketball off the bench. Um, I think that was probably the best move for him. Uh, I don't know what kind of, I mean, let me, let me, let me, let me rephrase that. I know he's on good behavior because he had to be on good behavior as far as the Lakers contract is concerned. It was a non-guaranteed contract. And I think it's still non-guaranteed up till January, if I remember that correctly. However, it seems that he is genuinely, and I know people have said this before, but it seems like he has genuinely accepted his role. He has genuinely accepted being just a great teammate. He has genuinely accepted 
being who he always seemed to want to be. So that's kind of exciting to see. And it's, it's a great story. You know, it's almost as good as Carmelo Anthony finally getting back into the NBA. It's, it's just a, it's a great story. I'm happy to see it. Uh, I just want these guys to make sure we're playing for the right reasons. We're playing for the end game. We're playing for a championship. Again, LeBron's window is closing rapidly. Father time is undefeated. Uh, right now, he's defying time. But remember, Kobe defied time, too, up until he didn't. Kobe was playing inspired basketball, still dunking on people, still putting up 26, 28 shots a game. And he was still doing all that stuff, too, until he wasn't. And it was a rapid decline. It wasn't just a you know, very gradual come come down. You know, Instead of dropping 30, he's dropping 25 and 20. This got real bad real quick. So saying that to say, when it goes, it's going to go. And especially because he's been able to prolong it as long as he has uh, in LeBron James. When it finally does time for it to go, it's going to go. So our window of opportunity is closing very, very quickly. We need to make sure that we're playing for the right reasons this season. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, listener, Dutch here from Voice from the Underground, the podcast. My co-host and I want to invite you to check out our little corner of the podcast verse. At Voice from the Underground, we talk about all the crazy happening around us and try to make a little bit of sense out of the nonsense with little to no results. If the idea of hearing three semi-intelligent, outspoken nerds talk about politics, social issues, current events, sports, movies, pretty much anything that we decide to talk about because, well, it's our show, appeals to you, grab your shovel and come on down to the underground and then consult a qualified psychotherapist. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, just not where you buy your weed. Voice from the Underground. Once again, I'm talking to TJ Johnson. You got to check out his awesome show with the other two guys there as well. Voice from the Underground, the podcast. It's on every major podcast format. The guys go ahead and they talk pop culture. They talk films. They talk TV, video games, sports. They talk politics. They go through the gambit all the way around. When it comes to Voice from the Underground, the podcast, you got to check it out today. Again, on every single major podcast format. Before we head on out, my friend, I do want to go ahead and touch on some more Western Conference foes. Let's start off with the guys that are breathing down the Lakers' neck. And they are. Actually, that's James Harden's beard tickling your neck, by the way. I just wanted to let you know. Because Houston, I remember this season early on, people were just ragging on them right and left, saying, oh, my gosh, your defense is so horrible, la, 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 la. Well, they had a worse start last season. And they still fared very well over the course of the regular season after they finally kicked in in the gear. Well, their gear was kicked in a lot sooner this time. They are playing pretty good defense as of this point in time. In fact, during their eight-game winning streak, they played about as good as defense as anyone in the NBA. So you can say all you want about the fact that they have a lot of G League guys on the back end of their roster. You can say all you want about how... They have a lot of old guys on the back end of the roster as well and no depth and all this and all that. And James Harden bounces the ball for 23 and a half seconds. And, you know, it's all based around him. And you've got Westbrook who doesn't shoot very well from three. That's continuous and all that. You can say all the things you want, but they now look like a major force in the Western Conference, just as many of us had predicted at this point going forward. You know, I, I agree, but I disagree it to a point. And here's why. It's been made very, very clear that that type of that brand of basketball wins regular season games. This is not a surprising thing. This is not brand new. This is not revealing 
We've known that James Harden's style of basketball can win regular season basketball games. We know that he can be electrifying. We know that they can have a a great record. They can have a so-so record. Yes, the defensive is, is, is a lot better than what it was last year. That's great. The truth of the matter is still they are isolation heavy team. Isolation basketball does not win in the playoffs. It just does not win. We've seen it. It's not that error anymore. This is about being able to stretch the defense out. This is about being able to spread the floor. And that's not Houston's game. Houston's still playing essentially one-on-one basketball. You just have two people doing it as opposed to one. So while, yes, their record is 11-3, and yes, they are second place in the Western Conference, they they still do not scare me. They don't scare me because... That brand of basketball has been proven to not be able to win when it matters. Regular season games, sure, they're going to win regular season games. I'd be surprised if they have anything less than 45 to 50 wins this season. I'd be so, I'd be shocked at that because that's just the way James Harden is a phenomenal scoring. I don't think people people really sleep on what James Harden is able to do. And He's how- been having a season, just to let you know, at four, almost 40 points a game. Yeah. There's only been two Wilt Chamberlain seasons that have been better point-wise. That's my point. He is a phenomenal scorer. He's doing things that we have not seen done, and he's doing it in ways that we haven't seen before. He's found a way to make every spot on the floor a scorable position. It's a beautiful thing to see, but the truth is he's still playing isolation-heavy basketball, and that's just not going to win when it comes time to running deep into the playoffs. When teams are, are playing for you specifically and they've got days to plan, they've got videos to watch, and Grant, they've got that now, but they also have another 29 teams to worry about, 28 teams to worry about, as opposed to just you. So while I understand the trepidation when it comes to the Rockets, I'm not really buying it quite yet. Let me see these guys in the playoffs, and then we can talk. Well, a couple more teams I would definitely want to talk to you about again, because I think right now, as most people expected, it is clearly a top five right now when it comes to the Western Conference. And we pretty much figured that. Some people had said Portland would go in there, but you know, Portland's having a rough right now. So yeah, yeah. so let's let's just brush them aside real quick. So there's five <laughs> teams right now that are major factors in a Western Conference. And that's right now the Lakers, the Clippers, Houston, Utah, and Denver. And it comes down to Utah and Denver, both excellent home teams. I've told you before how much I think that they have a home court advantage, which is also, which pretty much every year is going to garner them a nice home record, which is always going to keep them up there if they have a halfway decent team. Right now, Utah is is starting to get into a groove with their defense, especially, which is not unexpected because you have, you know, you have the French connection sitting back there in Rudy Gobert, ready to block all those shots. Mm -hmm. And you have Donovan Mitchell, who is making that leap to the kind of more efficient player that we, you know, many NBA analysts were hoping he would get to because you just saw erratic. You just saw a lot of shots being taken, a lot of volume and usage in the past. Now you're seeing more efficiency from him and he's getting those results and it's making Utah, I believe, a better team. They're a little bit more well-rounded. Mike Conley is starting to come around after a shaky start. You have Bogdanovich back there helping him out. Very steady force right there. So I want to hear your thoughts on Utah before we head into Denver. 
you know, I think you you pretty much hit all the the, the notes on the head, especially with Donovan Mitchell uh, playing phenomenal basketball, shooting at about 37 percent from deep, 46 percent from the field. He's taken it to another level. And those are the type of things that you wanted to see out of Donovan Mitchell. You wanted to see him step up mm-hmm. and take it to that next uh that next level uh you're getting what you pretty much expected out of mike conley i wasn't too high or too low on mike conley he's pretty much a what you expected kind of guy uh, i'm not too worried about it. obviously you have your defensive star and rudy gobert those guys were designed to be dangerous and they're a nice young dangerous team so even if let's just say it doesn't work out for them this season they've got depth and they've got time uh one of the things that was very very luxurious to a team like golden state who had depth, who had time, and who had young players on the roster who were in young contracts and had time to kind of grow into these bigger super deals that they ended up getting and so on and so forth. But they're going to be a team to watch out for. They're going to be a team that's going to make some noise. Uh, Again, I don't know if I really say this is going to be their year, but I think we'd be asinine to sleep on these guys too. And what about Denver? We talked briefly about how deep they are. We've got a lot of great players on that team that that – I'm just saying, I'm sorry, a lot of very good players on that team. A lot of very, very good players on the team. Not great players, but very, very good players on the team. The real great player on that team, Jokic, kind of looks out of shape, mm-hmm. which is kind of hard because he played in the World Cup, which is very strange. He played in the World Cup tournament. What did this guy do in August? Did All he do was just go to, like, come here to Las Vegas and eat all buffets because – you know, he's gained look a lot of people from what I'm seeing and a lot of what other people saying, he's gained a considerable amount of weight. He he's still obviously that one of the best passers in the league from his position, no doubt about it. But he's lost a little bit of his effectiveness. But I think like we will see from Zion and we always see from Draymond Green going forward. As the season goes on, they shed a little bit of that weight, so they become more and more in shape. So by the time the playoffs come around, I think Jokic is going to be more himself. Jamal Murray, to me, is always the X factor. And how he goes, so goes the Denver Nuggets. So I want to hear your thoughts about a very deep team with very good players, but their prospects going forward. I still think they might end up with the number one seed just because they do have that home court advantage because you have to go in there in the altitude and it's kind of tough when you're just going in there, like especially off of back-to-back and all that. So that happens over the course of time when you're playing with Denver. I want to hear your thoughts on the Denver Nuggets going forward. Do you think they're still at this point in time the team you envisioned over the summer? And as we were you know, getting and gearing up as far as our, our league predictions, do you still think they're the team – that everybody, including you, think that they are. Good question. I think that um, I think that these guys are, are again another team that's got a lot of talent. They've got a lot of good players. They don't have anybody that's really great except for Joe uh, the Joker, if you will. And even with him, yes, he put on some serious weight. I don't know what the heck they're eating in Vegas. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. My I don't brother, know. Uh, he was eating good. But, I mean, this is – and it was just in one month because he did play yes. in the World Cup tournament. Yes. And all of a sudden he comes into training camp and it's just like, dude, what did you do? What, that could be what he did. He played in the, in, the, in the tournament and was like, I've been in shape all summer. Yeah, I'm going to take a little time and I'm going to eat a little food and I'm going to eat a little more food. Um, and I'm going to eat a little more food. <laughs> he, him and Zion were down there eating up some food. They, they got together or something. But in all seriousness, yes, there's time to get himself back into shape, and he's working himself back into game shape now. I think that they've they've got again they they're another team that's got potential. I'm not 
I'm really not worried about it. Truth be told, and I know I've said this before, and I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but this is really a two-horse race in the West to me. And it's, it's all coming out of Los Angeles. Everybody else is as good as they are. I don't see any other team in the West beating either Los Angeles team in a seven-game series. I think both of them, the, both the Los Angeles teams just really need to focus on getting to the playoffs and then may the best team win. But I, I really i am not too concerned with anybody else out in the West right now. I, If I had to pick a team that I was enthralled with, that I'm, I'd be curious to see exactly what happens with them, truthfully, it's going to be this, the, the Phoenix Sun. Because of how great of a start that they had, you are the one that did it to me. You're the one that put them in my head. I was over here like, nope, nope, I'm not worried about it. And Booker's I, I, playing I don't great. Like Booker wrong. is playing really, he really is. good. He's playing really inspired basketball. I, I don't believe that they're going to be anything more than what they've been. Uh, I think they've had their best games already, personally. But I, they, I'm still intrigued. I have to I have to admit that I, I'm intrigued after watching this first part of the season, uh, exactly what happens with these guys. But truth be told, I mean, the Pelicans got hit with the injury bug. The Thunder are not even – I'm not concerned with the Thunder. Trailblazers just don't have it. Obviously, the Warriors are just – you feel terrible. I, as a Lakers fan, I, I – for the Golden State team. I really do because they were so high, so high, and then it just came crashing down. It, it's It's been de- devastating. It's, it's ugly. It's very Well, ugly. I'll tell you this when it comes to Golden State Warriors because they lost, as we're recording this, they lost today by almost 50 to Dallas Mavericks, and we'll get to the yeah. Dallas Mavericks in a second yes, because will. I want to talk Luka Doncic yes, because do. that's Luka's always playing. a good thing to talk about. Yes, But I will say this when it comes to Golden State, and I was telling my daughter this because she was saying, oh man, because, you know, she was appreciating like I was over the course of the years, how they passed and how they played team ball and how pretty it sometimes and how beautiful the way they played basketball looked as they were winning all those games and how fun it looked and how, how much you wanted it for the Lakers. And I told her, you know what? They're going to take this year off. That's you know just fine. Yeah. Because when they come back, they come back next year with a healthy Thompson who may, you know, it'll take some time to getting him back in the swing of things, but still, you have a healthy Curry, you have a healthy Draymond. You'll have either, uh, you know, whatever D'Angelo. If you don't, if you, I'm sure he'll be gone by then. But you'll have whatever assets mm-hmm. that you've traded for him, yep. and you'll have a top five pick in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So think of like, for instance, you know, everybody's enamored with him. You know, even though he's been he's been suspended for eleven games, Wiseman of Memphis. Mm-hmm. Just imagine that crew with Wiseman, a seven footer, wide body rebounding the ball kicking it back out to curry for threes yeah that's that's scary that is scary scary. for me that's scary for you that's scary for laker fans so you will have to probably deal with something like that coming up this time next year yep but for now we can enjoy the fact that we can compete (laughs) at a great level so that's that's good to see and curry will be somewhat fresh anyways He'll get back into shape. He'll probably play at some point in time this year. Yeah. He'll gear up. He'll ramp up for the Olympics. He'll probably play well for the Olympics. And then he'll use that as his own training camp going into next season. Yeah. So yeah, next year kind of makes you nervous for the Laker fans down there. But for right now, yes, laugh all you want, people at Golden State. But Golden State's going to have the last laugh, I think, at least on uh, what a way you and I would see it logistically. <laughs> It right. looks like that they will have the last laugh once again yeah. because they'll still be young enough. They'll still be able to go ahead and and hit those things, and you'll still be able to have like a, what uh, they've got two rookies, Pascal and uh, another shoe, a pool. 
mm-hmm. that are getting all the time and experience that they can have now who will become rotation players for that team. So you'll be even be deeper come this time next year. So yeah, it's, you know, just laugh all you want now for golden state, but the golden state may just have the last laugh going forward. So that they will. And I want to say this, you have Minnesota with Carl Anthony towns. You've got a revived Wiggins, but those two cannot do it alone. And that team does not have much else. So they're around a 500 team Sacramento and our man, Luke Walton, had a rough summer in more ways than one. Yeah. Had a rough start. Has got both Fox and also Marvin Bagley the third. They're both out right now, but they're winning games, man. And they could possibly actually, you know, come my my pick might actually come to fruition where they might sneak into the eighth seed. We'll have to wait and see on that. But they are playing well. They could get back to five hundred in the next two weeks, and that could be scary for a lot of the Western Conference teams at the back end. Mm-hmm. San Antonio. Man, that that's a that's such a sad a fall story, from grace, man. Such a fall from grace. Hey, man, like, what? How many twenty something some odd years yeah. straight in the playoffs? Come on, yeah. okay, that's that's fine. Yeah. yeah, what happens the last time they didn't do it? They got Tim Duncan. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I feel real so bad for them. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's terrible, you know. And you'll see the same thing possibly again for them. They could get Wiseman, and that yeah. would make them even better. That but make them, or make Ball. Them or ball, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, you know, because yeah. he's balling in Australia down under. I, mean, <laughs> I, I thought he was just there. a shooter. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> but pun intended. But I thought he was a shooter only. But no. he is so more, much yeah. more well-rounded. He yep. is actually more like his brother than I thought, which is a good thing because he'll end up being better than his brother because he yeah. can do things that his brother can't, can't do, do. Plus, what his brother can do, which is scary. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, I think I, he's, he's definitely going to be better than he's definitely going to be better than Alonzo. Yeah, exactly. So, wholeheartedly. So you're going to have Alonzo in the league, you know, a long career. You know, I, he'll never reach the level that that I think a lot of people had for him. But yeah. you have Leangelo in the league, maybe some really good things ahead. Then you've got the middle brother. Yeah. And what are you famous for? Oh yeah, you stole in China. That's right. <laughs> yeah, great for you. Yeah, yeah, great for you. All right. Yeah, get that clearance BBB while you can. Yeah. But but one last thing. Yeah, exactly. Buy those $5 shirts. I remember I heard that they were hawking them at high schools in L.A. I wouldn't doubt it, man. I wouldn't doubt it. It's it's the big ball of brand, baby. I'm going to tell you, though, (laughs) in about 10 years, 20 years, those BBB shoes are going to be collector's items to those those fans out there that just absolutely love them. They're going to be collecting dust is what they're going to do. (laughs) They could be. They could be. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmos Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming 
and podcasting options. But one last thing I want to talk to you about yeah. before we head on out, and that is Dallas. Gosh, uh, I wish Luca was on the Lakers. I'm telling you, he just looks so awesome. He he looks so smooth. He he has even said how much he wants to model his game after LeBron. And outside of the fact that he's a defensive liability, he he's just he's playing so tremendous. I mean, people are talking about him. Oh yeah, in a couple of years he'll he'll be really one of the top players in the league. No 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 no, he is one of the top players right now. Yeah. Your thoughts? Uh, absolutely. The guy's essentially averaging a triple double. He's already averaging thirty points a game, nine assists a game. He broke for LeBron's record. Yeah, like uh, is... your know, shortest time this tonight. He yeah. shortest time getting a triple double. Yeah, let's be very very clear. Luca has arrived. He was he arrived last year. Luca was here last year. We all just kind of played the eh, we'll see card. No, that brother is for real. That brother is a, is is going to be another level. If I'm Cuban, I'm doing whatever I can to build around this young man. Whatever you need. Him, Chris Stops. Hey, look, whatever you need, brother, we're going to make this happen because he is going to be dangerous, barring any type of injuries. And let him start learning to play some defense. Let him learn how to see those rotations that need to be seen. Let him learn how to watch for the backdoor cuts the way he needs to watch for those. He needs to get stronger. Oh, he does need to get stronger. He needs to get stronger. I think he needs to slim down a little bit. Just a a taste. He's got to slim down a taste. Got to get a little stronger. But he is going to be... I, I can't speak highly enough about Luca. He's going to be dangerous. I think that uh, it was very, very humbling watching him play with LeBron, considering how much he's modeled his game after LeBron and and how much he is inspired by LeBron. And that was a pretty cool moment. But, brother, he's going to be something nasty very, very, very soon. Very soon. And that, that makes you feel good. I know we got to wrap up here. That makes you feel good going into this next generation of NBA players because, you know, the changing of the guards, the Kobe's gone, the Jordans are gone, Vince Carter's on his way out the door, and then quietly be kept, you know, the 2003 draft class is, is gone for the most part, essentially. LeBron is on his last couple seasons. Carmelo just, you know, God bless him, got back into the league. I don't know how much time he's got left. Obviously, D-Wade retired last season. So, you know, there's going to be a new changing of the guard. And now it's nice to see that we've got the the Carl Anthony Towns, the Andrew Wiggins finally playing Andrew Wiggins, finally playing up to, not up to as expectations, but playing better. Now you also have the Lucas, you got Christoph Porzingis, you've got these players who are ready to take the game into the next 10 years playing now. it's It makes you feel good as a fan of basketball. I'm a Lakers fan first and foremost, let me be very clear. But basketball is still my love. So as a as a student of the game, as a lover of the game, it's exciting to see this next generation ready to come in, step up, and take it to the next level. And it makes you feel good that the NBA is going to be in good hands for the next, you know, 10, 15 years. So I'm excited. This Luka kid, man, he's uh, he's something special, bro. He's something special for real. I see those whip passes that he makes yes. and how he does it virtually on a whim. Yeah. And, oh, my gosh, it's just so beautiful to see. Yeah. All I'll say is this. I might actually watch the All-Star game. And to watch him and LeBron in the backcourt. Oh, it's in gosh. Chicago this year. Yeah, Chicago with, with them two and AD playing in the same. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's going to be so much fun. I actually will watch the All-Star. You know, hopefully they can get to 200. I want to see them get to 200 <laughs> points. I see a team get to 200 points. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know if I want that because that just means that there was no defense played at all. And I think that's – 
that's one of the things that, you know, we talked about the All-Star game. That's one of the things that, you know, it, it kind of drives me a little crazy. Like, that's just not – play some kind of defense, man. We're still watching a basketball game. Let's just – now, that's that's when I miss the Kobe's and the Jordans who say, "No, no, I'm t- I'm going out to win this game. I'm not just going out to just play." Yeah, but let me ask you, my game. friend, if, yeah. if I'm if I'm locking you up for five years, one hundred seventy million dollars, am I asking you to really play defense? See, but that's when you start cheating the game, man. And real ball players understand you don't cheat the game, bro. You don't cheat basketball. You don't know when the sport's going to be taken away from you. You play the game like you mean to play the game. That's how I feel about it. And this is coming from somebody who had all the hoop aspirations in the world, got a chance to play uh, in Puerto Rico for a little bit. You don't cheat the game. You don't cheat the game because you don't know when it's your last time playing. You play a game like it's going to be your last time playing. That's how I look at it. That's how I always approach the basketball uh, but the game. And I think that's how a lot of, at least what they'll tell you. I saw a lot of great players that tell you, you, you don't cheat the game. Well, that's a great way to think about it. And my my compliments to you on that. Although I just want to let you know on your cell phone right over there, Rich Paul trying to get a hold of you on the line right there. So <laughs> no, he might he, right there. He's, he's trying to sign you up, man. No, he's trying man. to sign you up. Sorry, so no, them go. days are dumb, bro. No, okay. Fair straight. enough. Fair enough. <laughs> well, my friend, it's just been great talking to you, sizing up the Western Conference. I've always have a pleasure and always have a blast talking to you. I'm going to go ahead and finish my Kirkland water. Hey, you know, you think Costco will go ahead and, and go and, and sign us up for maybe sponsor deal for Lakers fast break. You know, let me, let me, let me, let me call into uh to Jim. I mean, I know he's retired now, but I'll call in the gym. I'll call in a Craig and we'll, we'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. Tell, tell him I'll buy more of those two ninety nine cases for them. Even though I actually I do every week. That's, that's, yeah, that's beside the point. Yeah. yeah. Tell him I'll buy some more nine ninety nine pizzas. Maybe another dollar fifty hot dog. Or, although a dollar sixty for you out there in Florida, so you know taxes and all. Yeah. Man. Okay, a dollar sixty for us as well. Like a couple cents difference. It's tax and all that. Yeah. Maybe I'll buy uh, something else. You know, right there. You know what? I'll tell you what. I will go ahead and even buy the four ninety nine rotisserie chicken. There you go. Oh, well, that's it right there. That's that's a win-win, baby. We, we all in. <laughs> Did you see when they opened up in China? Yes, it was insane. We watched, insane. we had, we seen manager presentations about it. It was it was literally one of the gnarliest things I think I've ever seen. It was like a Black loved, Friday. It was worse than Black Friday, bro. I would have loved to have just been there. I didn't want to. I, I wouldn't want to work. I'd want to go like like sit up in like a scissor lift and just watch the chaos. It would have just been incredible. It's almost like a, it almost reminded me of like a World War Z type scenario where it's like just, just nonstop. Like just, I wonder what those door counts were. We, we, we check door counts every half hour to see how many people walked in the building. I wonder what those door counts were every half hour is finding out how many people are walking in and walking out. It was insane. It well, was I've, insane. I've done black Fridays as far as running department stores I have been part of that wave of humanity yep. coming at you. Yep. And I can tell you, man, as, as Chris Pratt <laughs> once said in Guardians of the Galaxy, I felt a little pee coming out of my pants. Yeah, man. Yeah, I peed a little bit. I peed a little bit. <laughs> clean, clean up an owl, TJ, because that was uh, it was scary. <laughs> exactly. When they're going for those big screen TVs, especially when they're like trying, or actually when in the China, they were actually just those, those rotisserie chickens. They're about yeah. to kill that. The guy who, you know, heats up the chickens and all that. They're going to be ready to go out over and kill him. Yeah, Poor guy. Yeah. I don't care if the chicken's undone. Just give it to me. I'll there you go. They, they were crazy. It was insane to see, man. It was oh, crazy. my gosh. Costco. Crazy. It's the Costco craze, though. Everybody loves Costco. People that, when I tell people I work at Costco, they say, oh, I love Costco. My favorite, I've never heard somebody say, I hate Costco. Never. 
I do know somebody who hates Costco. Yeah. American Express, right about now. Oh yeah, well yeah, their their feelings are hurt, but that's their fault. They did it to themselves. There you go. Well, yeah. <laughs> don't leave hope without it. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, my friend, it's just been great talking to you again. Hopefully, you will be on next week. We'll have a Thanksgiving week edition of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. So I'm just so thankful to talk to you. Hopefully, next week. Yeah. Get that another pun in there for you, right there, right there. <laughs> but. Any last thoughts on the way out for the Lakers weekend, starting with Oklahoma City coming up here very you soon? Know, you know, we, we've already beat them. Let's just turn around and do it again, show up the defense like we did before. Um, expect better games from uh, our bench. Expect a better game from uh, Dwight Howard. Expect a better game from uh, the guys that we really need a better game from. I'm, I'm concerned for Kuzma. Do we know the extent of the injury? I have not heard exactly how deep this goes yet. I know he was being examined at this point in time. So yeah. before we head it out, I'm going to see what Mike Trudell had had to say. He is the official Lakers reporter. He's the guy you hear on the sidelines for a lot of the Lakers games. So before we head on out, my friend, I do will check up on that. But you know, again, it's just so great to having you on the show. Oh, on on the Voice from the Underground, what was the last thing you guys had a chance to talk about? Oh, uh, we just did this. Yeah, you know what? We actually had a very interesting conversation. We we obviously we talk politics and and pop culture, but we actually had a conversation. About Men and being separated from their children, just, you know, being a father who's got a daughter who's 2,000 miles away, not being there, the kind of the kind of effect it has on you. And then even, you know, with some of the personal things that we've got going on as far as the fellas on the, on the, on the show, it was just a it was a it was a kind of catcher upper episode. We had Delvin Cox on there with us as well. Uh, just kind of just kind of really it was a, it was a much more relaxed show so it wasn't as uh, as we can be it wasn't it wasn't as aggressive as we can be it was a much more relaxed show but it was one that was needed you know i think a lot of times we get caught up in the minutiae of politics we get caught up in the minutiae of pop culture that we forget that there's a whole sociological aspect of it there's you know the different societal issues that we have going on the different stigmas that we have going on men being or not necessarily being great dads or you know, not being as active in the children's life as the moms and, and just a lot of different things that we as men, we as men who want to, who are parts of our children's lives, want to make sure that people know it's it's not always what you think. So we'd like to get a little deeper. And last episode was probably one of the deeper episodes from the standpoint of sociological impact versus just like political or pop culture. So well, there you go. Once again, that's Voice from the Underground, the podcast. Please check out their awesome podcast. I know TJ Jason and Big Haas, they do a great job each and every time out. So you got to check out their awesome podcast, Voice from the Underground, the podcast, and listen to it each and every time they bring out a new episode. For us at the Pop Culture Cosmos, just want to let you know, it's our Black Friday episode this weekend. Josh and I are going to go over some of the big deals and big steals for Black Friday, some of our best picks, especially for the geeks out there like us that love to go ahead and get the gadgets, the video games, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But we're going to point out some of the best deals that you need to be targeting this Black Friday. So look out for that. We're going to have it a little bit early. We usually have it the week of, but we're going to have it on the Friday episode. So look out for that. But for us, my friend, here at the Lakers Fast Break, if you have any questions for TJ or I, please let us know at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter or Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. And if you can, please, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, we need all the help we can get. I'm not going to be dishonest with you. Please, get us that five-star <laughs> review. And you can even leave your question or comment for us 
We'll read it over the show. Please send us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts because the more we get of those, the higher we get on the food chain, the more Lakers fans know about us so that we can go ahead and be on a level because we think we've got a great show here and we think we've got something a lot of people, especially Lakers fans, would love to listen to. So please give us that five-star review if you can. We'd be truly indebted to you. And last but not least, this has been shown and recorded on the Lakers Fast Break YouTube channel, which we just started this week. Started with our first episode with Laker Tom. Continues right now with TJ. So please get a chance to subscribe to it as well on YouTube so you'll be able to get the latest episodes live before they hit the airwaves on the podcast form. So if you love to see us in you know, all the, the pop culture stuff that TJ has in the background or or the the pop culture throw up that I have behind me of all this, you know, <laughs> shenanigans that I have behind my head here. You can take a look at that as we voice our opinions live and in living color right here on the Lakers Fast Break YouTube channel. All right, my friend, I've kept you enough. You know, I'm telling you, if you could swing that deal for a Costco sponsorship, I'm telling you, <laughs> you would be the man. I will fly over and thank you personally oh, nice. if you do that you know because nice. that's costco money that's yeah, cha-ching buddy. man <laughs> it's not even legal you know if you got a sponsorship and you you know you work for costco but you got a sponsorship from Costco. i don't know if that's even legal i don't know you know what i i leave that to the the legal team to figure out i don't know if that's legal or not no well, you know you can ask them personally say yeah. so if you pay me 10 million dollars as you know sp- <laughs> you know just sponsorship for the program you paid gerald a couple bucks but you pay me ten million, you know. Good. I'll tell you what. I'll work for you maybe a week free. How about that? You know, uh, of course, ten, provided you pay me the ten million up front. <laughs> How's yeah, that sound? Up front and and not and non mark non sequential bills. That'd be great. There you go. See, <laughs> I'm telling you. That's why Rich Paul was just trying to get a hold of you on the phone. Oh, is right that now. what it was? Okay, gotcha. All right, there I'm going to return this call in about that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my friend. Great talking to you as always. Wishing great things for all you Laker fans and, of course, the Los Angeles Lakers out there. Kuzma will be back in the lineup on Friday. He is going to be able to practice on Thursday as well, so that's great news for Lakers fans. It is a bright eye abrasion, but he looks like he is going to be a go for Friday, so that's great news going forward. So here's hoping for great things for the Lakers, great things for you and I heading into next week as well, right here on the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.